The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice, whoop, there it is, and be glad, <laughs> for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. anyone tell me what today is? What we celebrate today? Yeah. It's All Saints Sunday. That's right. What's a saint? A God kind of person. That's a really good way of explaining it. It's a God kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Am I a saint? Kind of. At least you're honest, right? I'm not dead. Good point. No, I'm not. A saint is God is one of God's people. We're saint and sinner all at the same time. Every single one of us. So we are a God kind of person and we're not a God kind of person all at the same time. I'm a saint. Are you a saint? Yes, you're a saint too. I'm a saint, you're a saint. We are all saints. And on this Sunday, we celebrate all people. And we celebrate them because they teach us who God is. They teach us about God. Now, I've got a question for you. Who has taught you about God? Yeah. Me. Good. Good. Who else? Mom and dad. Excellent. Who else? God. God teaches us about God. I think that's right. Yeah. Who else? Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Excellent. Who else? Aunts and uncles. Family. Yeah. Who else? Babies. Even babies teach us about God, don't they? 
Sometimes friends teach us about God. Sometimes our Sunday school teachers teach us about God. There's a lot of people in our lives that teach us about God. Now, I want you, each one of you, to think in your head about a specific person that has taught you about God. In your head. Now, raise your hand when you have that person in your head. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm just pointing in my head. But raise your hand when you have that person in your head. Got one? Got one? Got one? Here's what I want you to do. This week, sometime, it could be today, it could be later in the week, I want you to thank that person for teaching you about God. Because it's not always easy, as you know. And it's really, really important. Those people that teach us about God wind up being really important people in our lives. So thank them. And remember, you too are saints. You too teach others about God. I'll give you an example. When I watch you, when I watch you interact with one another, when I watch how you include one another, when I watch how you play really well at soccer games and at football games and at so- uh, more soccer games, baseball games, all kinds of stuff, competitions, when I watch the way that you're good to one another, I think about the way that I'm to be good to one another in my life. Even you teach me about what it means to be a Christian, about what it means to be a God kind of person. So thank you. Thank you for teaching me, your pastor. Thank you for teaching others what that looks like. And be sure to thank the people who have taught you. Sound good? All right. Shall we pray? Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for making us a God kind of people. We give you thanks for the people who have taught us who you are and for grace in our hearts to teach others about you. This week, we ask that we might share that thankfulness with those who have taught us, that we might continue that thankfulness and sharing with one another, and that you might continue to dwell with us giving us grace in our hearts to learn more about you and to dwell with you each day. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. I couldn't tell by my past notes if I've told this story before, so if I have, I apologize. When I first started running, I was very, very slow. I was very, very bad at running. I had basketball shoes on my feet. I was pretty overweight. I didn't like it. But the reason I was running is because my friends were running. So I ran with them. Every day, I'd run for about a half mile, if it was a really good day. I'd stop and walk for a little bit, and then I'd run some more, and stop and walk for a little bit. The warm-up was really hard to get through, and the rest of practice was just, well, you know, whatever you could muster to make the distance there. One day, my coach 
was keeping up with me as I was running in the back of the pack, which is never a good sign. And he asked me, how are you feeling? And between gasping breaths, I said, great. <laughs> and he said, no, really, like, what do you feel like right now? And, and so I said, well, I'm tired and my legs hurt and I'm really sweaty and it's kind of hot out. And he said, okay, how about those all the way up there? How do you think they feel? And I said, well, they're probably doing better than me. They're all the way up there. And he said, that's actually the secret about running. Is you never stop, and everybody that's running is having a hard time. No one gets to run easy. And that kind of made sense to me. Now, secretly, some people begin the run with a lot less effort than I had. Some people start that run with a lot less effort than I had. But everybody sweats during the run. Everybody comes out of the run with their legs tired. Everybody has some sort of sign that they have been giving their maximum effort during that experience. No one gets to run that race without effort. Even to jog would to be a good amount of effort. But the ones that are ahead of me, those are the ones that are giving just even more. I think about that coach during All Saints Sundays. I think about that experience during All Saints Sundays because a lot of times I look at my life and I look at the saints all around me that have run this race too. And I remember folks like my parents and like my grandparents and like my great-grandparents. I remember the saints that have been around me in the church that I was in growing up, in the churches I have served with, in this church too. I remember the people that have left a profound impact on what I understand it means to be a Christian. And I can't help but think it looked easy for them. It looked almost effortless. It looked how I wish I could be, but I never quite experienced it that way. See, when I go about being a Christian, it feels all fumbled and forced. It feels like I'm still making it up. It feels like, I don't know, like I'm never quite fluid in what I'm doing. I do my best to be benevolent, but I can see I do more. I do my best to visit those sick and oppressed and in jail and simply at home, that it feels like I could do more. I do my best professionally and personally with what it means to run this race, but it still feels like I'm plodding along in basketball shoes at the back of the pack. But then I realize that it takes effort, it takes perseverance to run this race. No one runs the race of being a Christian without effort. No one runs the race of being a Christian without sweating. No one runs the race of being a Christian without having their legs get tired and their spirit get tired and wearing down and making it feel like you're just plodding through it sometimes. And in that moment, that's where we have the text for today. What moments of blessing 
Christ is talking about. What moments of blessing Christ is bringing into our experience, into our lives. It's not moments of when the race feels easy. It's moments of when the race feels hard. When your legs are already tired and there's a hill in front of you. God dwells with the saints of every age in these moments. God gives strength to the weary in these moments. And God gives not just blessing for the future. Blessed will be the poor in spirit. No, it's blessed are. God gives blessing now. God gives strength now. God gives mercy now. The people with gray hair that I look up to, that I compare myself to, that I want to be more like in my life, the people that I only get to remember because they now sit with God at God's table and the people that I still see today, they were once in my shoes, beginning to understand what it means to be a Christian in this world, beginning to understand what it means to be benevolent, beginning to understand what it means to be a son, a husband. Think of the people in your life. Think of the people who have run your race before. They may have made it look effortless. But imagine the parts of their lives that you remember are the ones in which God gave that blessing in the midst of it. The parts in which Christ said, blessed are you. Much like I said during the children's sermon, you are the saints to me. And that's not just a nice little thing that I throw in during a sermon. You truly have been saints to me. People whom I can look to and look at for hope and inspiration and what it means to run this Christian race. I look at you so that I know how to act, how to pray, how to give, how to wait, how to tell stories, and how to effectively be a good disciple. Thank you for your sainthood and the way that you've shared it, not just with me, but with everyone else. Thank you for the way that you've continued to share this. And thanks be to God for all the saints that run the race with us. Amen.